King of glory. marching in the mulberry trees. Mulberry trees? Raspberry bushes. There's definitely berries in the glory. And the angels are in the berry trees. (laughs) Where the fruit is. Thank you, Father, for fresh glory. As you're tuning in, have a drink. Have two or three. Thank you, Zizzles. Thank you, Zizzles. Y'all need to reverence the Lord with some freedom. Reverence the Lord with some freedom. Y'all need to respect the Lord with a wild spirit. You know, it's the devil that tames you. It's the devil that maims you. It's the devil that lames you, but God keeps you wild. Every child of God is a free person of glory. So what we're gonna go after tonight in the heavenly light is greater freedom. Freedom from our old self. Until the new creature in Christ can't remember the actions or thoughts of the old self. 
and you just get set free from you and me into the glory which is keeping your eyes on Jesus one of the things about warfare when you're still in your own soul is it distracts you to stay in your soul and to take your soul serious in the attempt to attack the enemy even pray against the enemy fast against the enemy and focus on the enemy see there's a focus on Jesus that automatically destroys the enemies of God because he defeated him on the cross so he prepares a table before you in the presence of external distractions which is usually spiritual warfare especially when you get into the prophetic God, you've given me your worst battles. Bro, you just need to put the wash in the dryer. You just need to fold your clothes and do your laundry. And the battle's over. The battle's been won. You don't know my situation. Yes, I do. We really, really do. And we care. So we're going to get you out of your brain into the river where everything's easy and light. If it's not easy and light, that means you're in self. Oh, that just exposed all y'all. Because you haven't yielded the dead part of you, the old self, the striving, the effort, the thought life, the brain, to the river. When your brain is controlled by the river, how many of y'all know the Bible says you have peace with God? How much peace with God do you have? Can you measure your peace being like, I am so high, heroin addicts wish they were as whacked out, tranced out, pieced out, blacked out, but white out, in this measure of drunken glory intoxication, you know, getting whacked is a reference to heroin. This is heroining. Amen? Heroining. When you're whacked in the glory. Getting whacked in the glory or doing the heavenly heroin of the Holy Ghost gets you so far out of your mind you have a good time all the time by his new wine, which is his bloodline. New wine is bloodline. If you stay in it, you only feel what Jesus feels, but if you're in your own blood, you're gonna feel animal feelings that are all lies. Those are the fallen angels' temptations into the soul, which is into your human blood. Soul is human blood, y'all. Truth in you. And the human blood is a liar. I said in my astonishment, all human blood is a liar. It is written. Blood of Jesus doesn't lie. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. But the blood of Jesus tells the truth. That the animal blood is a liar. Its feelings, emotions, even its prophetics, all of its Christianity is the horror of Babylon. It is a filthy lie. That Satan's attempt to confiscate, confiscate the new covenant religion through human animal blood. But if you stay in the blood of Jesus, but if you stay in the Holy Ghost, if you stay in the river, 
out of yourself. See, a lot of people get born again and go right back into self, which is called Galatians 3.1, bewitchment. <laughs> Having begun in himself, you try to finish in yourself. You guys trying to finish your salvation in yourself? You didn't create yourself. He created you. So he sustains you by faith in him. We need a greater faith. And faith is the substance of the manifest glory of the Spirit of Jesus Christ in our hearts, which is His blood conquering our blood, which is the new creature born of His Spirit and His water. So Jesus said to be of His house, of His family tree of life, of His bloodline, you must be born again, doesn't end there, of Spirit and water spirit and water born of spirit and water so you ever seen someone born there's blood everywhere jesus said the blood that you're born again with is the born again blood of jesus the born again bloodline of god that is spirit and water it's clean to get born again that's why you feel clean when you're born again because the bloodline of jesus is crystal clear and sparkling living water with none of that staining sinful blood none of that earthly animal blood is in jesus he's completely transfigured and that is your deliverance and that is your resurrection that is what you cling to in the new covenant to rise from the dead what's dead well the life is in the blood what's dead is the blood human blood is death they will overcome death and death shall be swallowed up in victory guess what gets swallowed up human blood there is no understanding of the new covenant if you don't deal with god's blood versus human blood out of the mouth of the red dragon came the river of human blood which is nile out of the mouth of god came the blood of jesus he sent his son his son is his bloodline his posterity my only begotten son into the earth into flesh into blood it is a bloodline it is royalty it is real it is the glory of god more of jesus's blood less of yours that's why it gets intense for you that's why it starts to get really uncomfortable you know why because the animal is changing blood through the death of jesus christ crucified and the cross the cross is your dialysis machine when you're crucified there you're trading your blood for his blood now you traded your evil spirit the God of this age has blinded the hearts of unbelievers. So you had a black, darkened, unregenerate, evil spirit. Now you have a born again spirit. So you're saved in spirit and you share that salvation with the soul, which starts in the entrance of the flesh and blood of your heart. Without a heart change, there's no transfer of divinity from spirit into the heart. This is the gate of God. This is the gate of Zion. God loves the gates of Zion more than any other place. Some says the gates of Zion is the door of first love. First love isn't just Jesus in your personal intimate experience. It's the first door of the creator towards man in the Garden of Eden. 
It's the door into heaven. First gate, first love, the experience of the first man in the first estate of Eden, Pangea. Before you had weather, the Bible says there was no weather in those days. Okay? There was no temperature in those days. It's always just perfect because heaven was on earth. That's what the Bible says. So everything changed at the fall. But you have to understand before the fall, through these days of Noah, in the restoration of the rainbow order of Noah's righteousness upon animal flesh, taking dominion by the Spirit over flesh and blood. If you are ignorant of these things, you will perish for lack of revelation knowledge. You got to understand the truth of knowledge of good and evil to stop eating from it, which is working in the soul, working in human blood. You know what babbling like pagans is? Praying out of yourself, out of your own ideas. It's sorcery, 100% witchcraft to pray out of human blood. That's why it's called pray in the spirit. Building yourself up in the most holy face. Edification of one another's spirit. Because it's all about the spirit. Lifting each other's spirit. Developing the new creature in their bellies. Making it more real to their minds. And the mind chooses which tree grows in the garden of their heart. Knowledge. And you just stay in human blood and be a fake Christian your whole life? Most do that. That's why they have no signs and wonders, no glory, no action adventure in the kingdom of heaven, no books of Acts, chapters of their own life. Every Christian is to have chapters of the book of Acts. Not just the apostles. Everyone is to be apostolic. Everyone is to be a living epistle read of all men. That's God's will for your life that you come alive in the glory by the sacrifice of your heart and mind and burn everything else away. People are opposed to this kind of real Christianity because they're in false Christianity 100% of the time by the fallen angels telling them they can practice the New Testament in their own blood, in the flesh, in the soul realm. You can be saved in the soul realm by practicing you. You don't need the spirit. You don't need the first gate of the first estate to go back into the Garden of Eden. That's for those glory freaks. That's for those fringe people that are so controversial. That's actual, normal, first century apostolic Christianity that is so far removed from this Laodicean church that it appears as fringe and controversial to be normal New Testament biblical. And that's exactly how it is. We're not angry about it. We're not even frustrated. We're just sitting at the gate called beautiful, which is the first love gate, telling you the truth, how you must be saved in the spirit, how you must take your consciousness, your animal creature, your beast, which is your flesh, into the glory. The well of salvation is for the soul. The spirit and the bride, which is the totally transformed soul, say come and drink so that your souls can go into the spirit, into the living water, and be totally revitalized. Saved in your minds. This is really what's dividing the sheep from the goats this season. 
There's ones saved in their minds because they've been drinking from the well of salvation. The great shepherd led them to the springs of the waters of life. John chapter 4, we're the woman at the well, and we found the well within us. And we've repented of all external religion like she did. Amen. You understand, that's what makes her apostolic fotini, which means light. That's what makes you children of light, that you've repented from all external Christianity. If you have not, you are not a child of light yet because you're practicing darkness. Light only comes out of the well. What is King of Glory? King of Light. John chapter 1, true light has come into the world, but not for me. Yeah, for you. It's in the Word. It's in every word from God is light. Psalm says the entrance of your words give light. The entrance of God's Word is glory. The Word is glory. The living Word is light. The thing is, when you got a diet of witchcraft, this is weird. We got to expose the witchcraft with the Word of God and the anointing on the preaching and the inspiration and the understanding of the entire situation. And the Word of God will illuminate all things of good and evil and God. When great light comes, great Word comes. That's the witness of Zion. That's the witness of the government of God. The government of God is the Word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Without that living Word, there is no light in the earth. You know what happened in the curse in the fall when they went to darkness and deep darkness on the land? The Word of God was rejected by man. And when you reject the Word, all you're left with is Satan and his angels. So they went into total darkness. They were like barbarians for hundreds and thousands of years in the flesh, which is in gross darkness. When your brain is limited to your outer man, and the aging of your blood, and the dying of your blood, and the aging of the animal, you are practicing the angel of death. When your brain goes down into the well of salvation, you don't practice death at all. You practice the risen life, and you will rise above it in this day. Even if others have not around you, it will happen to you. There is a corporate glorification going on right now in this company. Yeah. <laughs> tens and tens of people having gold signs. Yeah. I was perfuming today, and as I was making Angel 333 perfume, a gold nugget appeared on the label on the cloud under the word angel. Wow. And I'm, I have my X-Acto knife because I just, I'm a perfectionist, so I'm cutting out the label with my X-Acto knife on my X-Acto board. And as I do the last cut over the top of the label and I pull it off the X-Acto board, that's when the gold nugget appeared on the label. I kept it on there, I took a video, shared it on Facebook. It's one of the biggest gold flakes I've ever seen. It was, it's huge. Probably could cash that one in. <laughs> I left it there and packaged it up and shipped it to California. So when that person gets that Angel 333 for watching right now, 
There should be a big chunk of gold in there too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory. Hopefully it grows. They might send the package back because it gets too heavy. You haven't put enough postage on for it. It's got living gold in it. Sometimes the gold will get heavy in the heavy, weighty golden glory. Hallelujah. And right after that, I looked at my hands because our friends in the RLM leadership group are saying, this is the sixth day I've had gold on my hands. I have gold on my hands. And other person says, I have gold on my hands. I said, oh my gosh, I looked at my hands and it was like red sparkles. It was like, it was ruby dust. It looked like ruby dust and it was just, it was big flakes too. This is not like the glistening of sweat. There was zero sweat, got the air conditioner on full blast because it's 91 degrees out. It was just big ruby flakes, red flakes, red sparkles on my hands after that. I said, Lord, this is significant increases of glory in Red Letter Ministries lately. He says, I want to show everyone you're right. This is a justification because we have tremendous haters, tremendous persecutors, tremendous opposition from people that don't have a clue what we're doing and think we're the devil and attack us nonstop. God is going to justify this group publicly with significant glory signs and wonders. And it's already happening. And don't be ashamed to show them off. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers. And you're surrounded by them. So make sure you show them and rub it in their face. Ruby does because Brandon has purity. That's what it means. Yep. Rubies symbolize purity. He has clean hands and a pure heart. That's why he has ruby dust on his hands. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely go after extreme holiness in this ministry. It's true. Well, the angel, the angels know everything. You know, the Holy Ghost was talking to me yesterday. He says, "Did the Apostle Paul say he had a clean conscience before men?" No. He said he had a clean conscience before God and the angels. He said he had a clean conscience before God and the angels. What men thought was irrelevant, is what he said. That anyone, anyone's opinion and judgment of him was to totally nonsense. Because he says he had a clean conscience before God and the angels. So that's how you live. And when you live with clean before God and the angels, that's why they persecute you and lie about you and say all kinds of lying, negative things and try to turn people against you because you're exposing the demon possession in the false believers. It boils down to irritating the goats, the false brethren. False brethren are goats that are irritated by true brethren. Cain and Abel. It is man's nature to attack people that are obedient to God when they are not. This is why it always happens, guys. This is from the beginning of the curse of the fall. Man and woman will attack anyone who's obedient to the Holy Spirit when they are not obedient. That's why this ministry is so constantly attacked. Because they're not obedient. Truth, anyhow, 
search the scriptures, that's exactly what the Bible says. That's why haters come in the chat room every single day attacking all the viewers and attacking me because they themselves are disobedient to the Holy Spirit and they weep and gnash their teeth because their hearts are evil and uncircumcised and their father is still the devil and the devil hates the truth and the devil hates obedience to the Holy Spirit he attacks real obedience when you're God inside minded and there's evidence with awesome fruit love joy perseverance you're exposing the works of the devil you're going after false religion in church you're going after the promised land you're going after getting people out of the soul into the spirit you can expect to kick open hornets nests and when we came out of the garage today huge hornets nests of hornets right behind the crack house here in North Minneapolis and of course we're gonna totally terminate it Terminator 333. Truth, anyhow. We're going after the wasp nest. Because we don't tolerate demonic activity against us. You don't just sit there and take it. Jesus didn't. Jesus fought back. Jesus attacked them. Jesus even armed his disciples with swords in the Bible. Well, that's true. Which means you don't have to take any crap from these demon-possessed liars who are living for Satan in their soul. You know, Jesus called them sons of the devil, broods of vipers. We're way too nice to demon-possessed people. It's not fruit, it's stupidity. Jesus was never nice to demons. He was cruel and horrible, and the Bible says he tormented them. He was nice to souls, but the souls that wouldn't eject the demons, he treated those souls as demons. You sons of Satan and you whitewashed tombs, you are the children of serpents, it says in the red letters. So a person that wanted to be delivered, he treated as sons and daughters. Because they're just possessed by ignorance, probably because of the Pharisees blocking their deliverance, probably because they have an awesome calling. A lot of us come out of terrible darkness, gross darkness, but we never found the light because we were born in Babylon the Great. God delivered us because we were seeking and thirsting for Him and couldn't find Him in the midst of darkness, and He filled us with light constantly. But these people don't want to be filled with light. These people hate the light because it exposes the darkness in their hypocritical souls. It exposes the disobedience. You would never attack the light if you walked in the light. You'd be encouraged and drunk with your brothers and sisters conquering territory. There's no competition or envy or strife in the light. If you're in darkness, there's jealousy. If you're in darkness, there's competition. If you're in darkness, there's comparisons. If you're in darkness, there's external judgment. Judging by what you see. Oh, I don't like the background video. His clothes are too colorful. Why sunglasses? All external things because that person's brain is locked in idolatry and sin. You got to get past all the idolatry, all the natural realm, hear the word and let it feed your spirit and become God inside minded. 
Most Christians aren't delivered from idolatry at all. That's when when they tune in, they only see the surface because they've never stepped one foot into the spirit to see beyond the surface in the spirit. So they're judging outwardly, which the Bible calls unrighteousness. Plank and speck-itis. It's not discernment. It's demon possession. It's actual devil worship. These people worship Satan. Their true religion is the honor of their father, the accuser of the brethren. They honor false light. They are zealous for false light. And God wants to destroy false light with true light. In John chapter 1, it is written, In the beginning before all time was the word Christ. And the word was with God. And the word was God himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness. Light shines on in the darkness. For the darkness has never overpowered it. How many of y'all know that's soul and spirit? And soul has never overpowered spirit. Light and darkness, soul, darkness, spirit, light. Which means the soul doesn't have a chance when you get this level of revelation. And a lot of you about to get it, and the enemy's just going to go down. You get these revelations of soul darkness, this present darkness, into this glorious light, spirit light, and you start living out of spirit light, it's game over. Because now you found the well of salvation. Now you're saved every day. Mercy's new every morning. That's a new salvation every morning. That's fresh glory. That's fresh honor, fresh splendor, fresh light, fresh living waters, fresh wine, fresh provisions. The angels work while you sleep to provide for your soul when you realize the light in your spirit. And it diminishes the curse of the fall of the sweat of the brow and your effort decreases and the effort of your spirit increases, which is the increase of light and life, which is your ascension in the marketplace and your economic status in the earth. Truth anyhow. It is the truth anyhow. Glory to glory includes finances 100% of the time. And if your finances are not going from glory to glory, you are demonized guaranteed. And the demons of poverty that you've come into covenant with by your false belief systems are allowing them to rob you from ascending into territory that's not familiar with your animal species. That's why people don't go up. You know, Paul was a millionaire, a solitarist, a millionaire, a Pharisee, from a very extremely rich family, born a citizen of the Roman Empire. So he knew what it was like to be rich upper class. He got rid of it all, but that's why he shot right to the top, because he was comfortable at the top of society. It is difficult to get the soul out of the comfort zone of the DNA that you live in at your current elevation of financial glory. And that's what you're wrestling against. 
That's what the spirit is wrestling against in your soul, a different status, a different level in the realm of the natural by the glory realm. Behold, the Lamb of God remains in heaven until the restoration of things. When you're in false holiness and the spirit of Satan, it's only spirit, which is the heresy of Gnosticism, which is cursing you. You got to come out of Gnosticism. Gnosticism will destroy your soul and steal your entire divine inheritance. Gnosticism says spirit good, flesh bad. Jesus had flesh, wasn't bad. It's the only way you're forgiven of your sins. Truth anyhow. How many of y'all still think the, the natural realm's bad? God created it. The creator of all things. He created the heavens and the earth. He created all the sea creatures, the Bible says in Genesis, and he said it was good. It was good when he created all the deer, when he created all the trees, the mountains, the rivers, the waters, when he created the skies, when he separated the skies and separated light from darkness. He said it was good that he created the natural realm. Then he said he created God, on the, uh, man on the sixth day, and he said it was very very good very good ruling over good because the good was to be ruled over by the very good we lost the very good the very good was God breathing into our souls the spirit of glory that's why Thessalonians says and we will destroy Satan by the breath of our mouth by the breath of our mouth that's why token the ghost is so persecuted and hated by these demon-possessed warlocks of religion everywhere because the breath of our mouth is destroying Satan in Christians that's where Satan is inside Christians mainly you can deny it but the Bible says otherwise she soul has become the house of every unclean spirit when you are a soulish Christian, you are a house of devils 100% of the time. When you're spiritual, you've washed them out. A house without a river or a fountain to drink from is only a dry place. You know what dry place Christianity is? Your effort by your head to work out Christian activity. When your brain is Christian, and you're led by a Christianity of the brain, you are practicing the kingdom of Satan in your soul 100% of the time. And it's acceptable, applauded in every building made by human hands. They'll give you awards, they'll put plaques on the wall. Discernment's so terrible in the charismatic church, they can't tell the difference between Jezebel and Jesus Christ. I've seen it a thousand times amongst prophetic people, people in the glory stream, still severely under the influence of this principality that we're at war against the last 20 years. This is the final one. This is the final quest. Rick Joyner says it in the last final quest book. I think it's called The Path. He says now, I think it's chapter 2 of The Path, now your final enemy remains. And this enemy is the whore of Babylon in Revelation. Her name is Jezebel. This is the last principality. All y'all together wrestling. And guess what the reward for conquering that witch of soulish Christianity is? Behold, I will give them who overcome her the morning star, which is you as the light of the world. 
a city on a hill. Now the city on the hill, the new Jerusalem, is the rulership and the dominion and the kingdom and the glory of God the Father incarnate inside mature vessels of light that have worked out their salvation and got the old creature out, burnt out with glory light, and got the new creature risen inside the body at an external elevation that has authority through angelic light. Amen. The natural realm is ruled by angels, the Bible says. <laughs> angels of darkness. The God of this world is an angel of false light that appears to be Christian. These are all scriptures. So what are we dealing with? We're dealing with a devil pretending to be Christianity that has filled our souls with false glory. False glory. False light. Glory light is childlike. Glory light is peace-loving. Glory's light is wisdom. Peace-loving, child-innocent, angelic light. If there isn't the innocence of a virgin child, Jesus, the virgin child, if that innocent ain't there, it's not the real light of God. Never. A lot of you still got so much lust in you that Jezebel's light still fills your soul and you only struggle because you let her in your souls. How do you deal with this devil of false light that constantly tempts God's people to commit adultery with the kings of the earth? It is written. That means intimate intimacy with a fallen angel pretending to be prophetic or glory or light or Christianity. Adultery in Revelation is a prophetic understanding of intimacy with the fallen angels. Okay, you want to go to the root. The reason why it happens in the natural, because it first happens in deception in the spiritual. There's the root in the spiritual 100% of the time for every action, thought, opinion, judgment, belief system of all things in all flesh and blood, and you got to deal with the spiritual roots. If you don't deal with the spiritual roots, you never have the roots of David, which is the rainbow of Noah's Ark of the Living Water Order of Melchizedek. Order of Melchizedek is the living water of the rainbow of the glory of Noah over animal flesh. There is an order of Noah in these days. Jesus Christ said it'd be like the days of Noah, where there's an order of true light through rainbow light. Rainbow light is the seven spirits of God. There's a rainbow round about him. It is written, Revelation. This rainbow is the true light of Jesus, which is the government of flesh. But our flesh is still not completely given over to that government, even amongst the most mature prophets and apostles on planet Earth. You know what happens? Grace abounds. It has to, or even the elect can't be saved, the Bible says. We walk in barely enough grace to get by day by day. God says, I have given you grace without measure for those that I've sent. I've given you grace like a flood. It's not the license to sin. It's the license to win. It's the license to flood the ability to sin. So now I just practice living water through every house in my soul. Seven interior houses all constantly flooded with glory light and the natural stuff if it's in the natural guess what that's the types and shadows because there's still a principality over your region we need to come out from the types and shadows and say oh it's prophetic hurricane coming again because the hurricane of glory is coming and it just does like a billion dollars of damage and we're just in the false prophetic still no you need to come out of 
pathetic prophetic. All of us together into glory prophetic, which is living in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that anyone who practices love covers a multitude of sins. We're still barely even dealing with the people around us in sin, so we can't cover anything. We can't even cover our house of sin. We can't cover our city of sin because we're still in critical judgmental spirits towards others. We're not even sanctified. You know what happens when you get sanctified to cover sin unconditionally as living water? Because your spirit is the living water. Out of your belly flows you. Out of your belly flows the new you. Okay? So you'll cover automatically when you're living in the new creature of Christ. But if you're in the old creature, it's a religious spirit. It's critical, judgmental, accusational. It's always putting a yoke on others that you won't carry for them, which is not Christianity. It's paganism. It's rules and regulations. You carry. You know what makes you great in the kingdom? Covering everyone, even if none of them wants to seek God or press in like you. Our little suffering, we want to put on others so they suffer with us, so they can be disciples with us. Paul calls that demonic activity so that you can boast in their flesh like Judaizers, the circumcision of the flesh, to put a boast on putting different yokes on people's flesh to make it hard for them because it's hard for you. You don't have to be a disciple. Jesus let anyone who wanted to be a disciple come and follow him. But guess what? You didn't have to. You didn't have to. Some of them, he said, just go. Gathering demoniac, he just said, go. Woman at the well, he just said, go. Go, tell him all the good things God's done for you. We think that the same burdens I carry because I'm in discipleship as a prophet or in the prophetic or in the apostolic, I need to put all that same stuff on others. No, you don't. You need to give it to the river and take the yokes off their shoulders, otherwise you're disqualified from leadership because you're too immature. Because you haven't learned to love unconditionally, you're still critical towards others, judgmental, gossiping, slandering. Okay? When you love unconditionally and you're covering with water, the water is what carries them away and delivers you. And some of you are like, that needs to happen with my spouse. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. <laughs> well, the Bible says two will be sleeping in one bed. One will be taken. Jesus Christ in the red letters. You know, Jesus said it. It's good enough for me. One will be taken. One will remain. If they're sleeping in the same bed, that means someone's taken. And how do y'all, you know who's taken? Days of Noah? The bad ones are taken. Your focus is not on having them taken. Your, fo your focus is on growing in living water. If you grow in living water and the water whacks them away, well, there's your judgment. Now you're delivered. Truth in you. Seen it a thousand times already. We're so immature, we're like, is that me? Is that going to happen to me? You know what's going to happen to you? God's going to happen to you. And after God happens to you, you're going to have wisdom. And wisdom understands everything God's doing. When you don't have wisdom, it's just like, oh, it's so scary. Or it's so confused. I don't know left from right, up from down, wide, from, from depth, from height, from all the breadth of the width of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. I don't know, I'm turned upside down. I'm in David Bowie's labyrinth over here. Confusion is my portion. Because I'm in the world, my brain's stuck out in the world, which is living in the belly of the beast. 
you're in that belly, it's dark in there. You get in the belly of God the Father, you walk amongst the fiery coals in the interior castle of God the Father. That's as bright as it gets. That's what we're going after. I want to be as bright as my father, is that okay? I want you to be as bright as your father in heaven. That's the only reason why we minister, to transfigure your spirits, for you to be brighter than the noonday sun, all of you. There's no cap to brightness. How bright can you get going from light to light, glory to glory, anointing to anointing, strength to strength? The Bible says there's no cap. We have never tested the new covenant. You've never seen the new covenant. Don't tell me about John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth. God has saved the best wine for last. I, I love all the apostles and prophets. We're here because of them. But this is a greater light than all of them put together. All of them. The climax of the ages is all the prophetic words and mantles and gifts at once. It's the maturity and it's coming forth in your belly. At the same time, you have the external opposition that says, well, that's not going to happen for me. You know why? Because the brain doesn't get it. The brain's out here listening to the fallen angels. Meanwhile, you got the holy angels working in your spirit over time to develop your spirit to be as bright as the bright morning star because the Bible says the bright morning star will rise in your spirit through your heart. 2 Peter 1.19 If you believe in Jesus and I sincerely know most of you love Jesus and know that that means you have the bright morning star in your belly now it's just time to trust that light against all the other light in your blood you're at war against your own bloodlines truth anyhow blood is congealed light blood is false light Jesus's blood is the only true light on earth you know what he poured out on Pentecost the Holy Spirit, so we could have the assemblies of God. He poured out his bloodline. He poured out his bloodline so we could speak in tongues. No, no, no. So that we could have true light. The blood of Jesus is true light. All other blood is animal blood. Animal blood is the Christian warfare. So that's why you present yourself as an animal sacrifice. A burnt brain cell offering. You know, when the brain gets renewed a little to the fire of God as being the animal sacrifice in the soul realm, you actually begin to practice ecstasy. The drunken glory is someone who knows how to work the altar of God. Truth in you. The drunken glory. Drunkenness comes from the slaughter of the sheep and the lamb. We're slaughtered with the lamb, the Bible says. If you slaughter your heart and your brain and your animal nature, if you slaughter your blood with the word, the word of God is a sword that slaughters you. It's not a pat on the back. It's not false Christianity. It's not encouragement to the soul. It's the slaughter and annihilation of the soul. Main thing I see wrong in American Christianity is encouraging the heart. We encourage each other's heart. We think it's kindness and gentleness, goodness. It's demonic. It's paganism. It's the denial of Jesus and Him crucified. 
you need the cross through each other's hearts. We have tolerated false Christianity way too long. And it has produced a bunch of wusses that allow the fallen angels to still rule over the earth. You need to wage a Christian warfare against your humanity, against your human blood, against your human brain, which is actual agape love. Love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love your neighbor? With the cross. Through the slaughter of the Word of God, the Bible calls it iron sharpening iron. The only iron reference in Scripture is a sword that kills people. So fellowship is the slaughter of each other's hearts. But since we don't know how to talk, we talk out of the soul. And when we try to use the Word, we actually are sinning with our mouths. You see it every day. When we're immature, we're like, I'll try to be like this mature one. I'll try to be like them. We copy their words, but we haven't discovered the glory in our spirit. So we're using the word out of our soul. So it's not even fellowship. That's why you still poop and pee yourself in nursery because you can't talk from your spirit. Using the sword from spirit is righteousness. Using the sword from soul is religious wickedness. It's actually murder. So you're going to murder some people as you learn to handle the sword. You think you're just going to come out here, practice, and it's going to be all good. No, it's going to be all bad. It's not going to be all good. It's going to be all bad. Because the soul has to be exposed as all bad through constant failure. That the soul cannot wield the sword of God. The spirit can, and when the soul wields the sword, it sins with the word. It's sinning with the word is iniquity, sorcery. And so that's mostly what you've known as false Christianity coming in the guise of real Christianity. Is the word wielded from the soul. When the heart is circumcised, which means the soul can no longer wield the word, the spirit wields the word, which is the angel of the Lord standing up on the inside of you, which is called practicing uprightness of heart. Who can ascend Mount Zion? Those who are circumcised of heart with uprightness, who have slaughtered their heart with the sword of the soul. Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Sword of the Spirit has slaughtered the soul. It is written. We can't even tell the difference. You know, discernment is to tell the difference between the sword of soul, and if you can, you can expose Jezebel like that. This isn't even a deception anymore to someone who's used the sword of the Spirit and not the sword of the soul. But most of you aren't there yet. So you're under leadership that's there yet so that you can get there. That's the whole purpose of discipleship in the glory. So that you can wield your own swords in your own spirit. Then you're marching members of Joel's army. Amen. So we need to expose and train and teach children of God from their youth with the sword. You know, when you're a diaper hood, they don't just throw big, huge swords into babies' cribs, do they? No, you're nursed by whoever led you to the Lord. Whoever led you to the Lord can raise you in the Lord. Sometimes, not always, sometimes God will have someone else raise you, and someone else gets you born again, evangelists, pastors, teachers, prophets, the whole fivefold does the work of maturing the saints 
into the perfection of faith. The perfection of faith is the angel of the Lord fully formed under that skin. Now it'll look, you can see it on the outside of skin too. That's what the signs and wonders and all the gold from our disciples and red letter ministries are. It's your spirit getting through your flesh. You know, the very, the very clothing of your spirit is gemstones. That's what the Bible says. Celestial garments are gemstones. Believers re reward silver, gold, gemstones. What's a believer's reward? The new creature. Being a son of God. Believer's rewards as you bear the image of God. Your spirit is clothed in gemstones already. It's like you're born again and you get that mithril jacket of Frodo Baggins, of Bag End. And that mithril jacket, you don't deserve it. You've never even handled an axe or a sword. But he gives you, because you're born of him, of his house, he gives you that armor at birth, which is his spirit. The spirit is baby armor. And now that spirit will rear you, raise you, train you, teach you. That's Christ your teacher, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is doing a great work in your hearts to raise your spirit and to train you with the sword. And you get around other warriors of God's armies. They will also sharpen the sword of your spirit, wielding that sword so that you can stand. So this is how we're on the attack. I mean, oftentimes, I, you can say this is wrong, but I've seen it in open visions. Oftentimes, I don't even have a shield. It's just two swords are all offense. And that doesn't even matter what hits me because my armor heals so fast because I've just been doing this for so long that I even sometimes enjoy getting totally slaughtered by the enemy. Because, you know, then I get the healing, which turns it all to gold. You can call it sick and wrong, but I know I understand through experience how this thing works. I don't let the confusion of the enemy can't confuse my spirit because my spirit's too strong in revelation. So when they pour on me all that fierce Jezebelic false prophetic stuff that you war against on the front lines of God's armies, the front lines of God's armies, warring against this stuff, it can't penetrate your spirit because the word of God's written on your spirit. Angel of the Lord, my spirit stands as the angel of the Lord wielding the sword of the angel of the Lord inside, the Goliath sword on the inside. So when they pour out all that stuff on your flesh through external temptation, it can't corrupt something incorruptible. It can only corrupt what's incorruptible in you. If you're paranoid about the enemy, you just need to be thrown into the enemy. That's why some of you get thrown into Satan's prison 10 days, because there's a part of you, Satan couldn't touch it, and he'll try to for 10 days. Then you'll discover the incorruptible part of you called your spirit. And when you discover your spirit, created in God's image, raised in God's image, having God's army, all the weakness of soul, the offense of soul, the offense of human nature, the offense of knowledge, all the dumb animal crap of the false covering of soul, the bushel, is burnt off for the light of the spirit. This is an indestructible city. The Bible calls the New Jerusalem an indestructible city of angels. Paul calls it Zion, city of innumerable angels. You know who those angels are? Righteous men made perfect. Oh, I'm not perfect. Be perfect as your Father in heaven. Your spirit's perfect. Your spirit's born again 
of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that cannot sin, your spirit is perfect from birth. The soul, the heart, the human blood is just total sin. And that's where there's the confusion. The confusion is the whole animal part of you, blood, heart, brain, bones, having human flesh, and 6,000 years of human blood in the flesh that's all rubbish. It's all lies. It all has to be burned. And when it's burned, it's glorified. And now this vessel shines in the Garden of Eden as if no one in your generations ever sinned. Transfiguration is just letting Christ glorify you from the inside. And the more glory, the more fire, and the more blood you give him to work with in your heart, the more the, the depth of how far back you go in the ancient record of human DNA, and it erases it, turns it into fire. I make my ministers flames of fire, not just in spirit. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with him along the way? And what rested on their brains in the upper room? Flashing tongues of fire in their minds. So the fire of the spirit is now at war in the natural realm against natural elements. I will dissolve and burn up the curse of the fall, the death of the works of the devil, like fire, Peter says. They shall melt in fervent heat, and the elements are reserved. The Bible says for what? Fire. What is this fire? It is your spirit rising in the nature of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is called the spirit of fire and the spirit of burning. Deuteronomy 4.24 Our God is an all-consuming, jealous fire. Real fire. Song of Solomon 8 fire. Let this fire burn up your blood. Let this fire consume your DNA. A baptism of fire is what we need tonight. God baptize us in fire. Ever increasing fire. One of the most grievous things I've ever seen from backsliding disobedient Christians along the way, and there's been thousands, is they say, I'm, I've had enough of the fire, and they truly believe they're out of the kiln. And now the master potter has finished his sanctification in them. No, actually, they settled for complacent satisfaction. They're drinking Esau's soup. Go back into the fire, which means repent. And God will keep fashioning you in your soul into a different vessel until you can't even identify as a human being anymore. And obviously nobody's there yet. The standard is transfiguration of Jesus Christ. That is the plumb line of the firstborn of heaven. And you are also in the firstborn being transfigured. If you are following and obeying the Holy Spirit, the fire is changing you. Changing of clothes is the changing of DNA. Nobody gets into the marriage supper of the Lamb unless their DNA is burnt up by fire. You, it's not even possible. You'll be thrown out. You can't sustain elevations. They said they'll be thrown down unless they're wearing the right clothing. What's clothing? What's around your spirit? Your spirit is clothed in flesh and blood. It's speaking about the changing, the transforming of your blood, of your heart, of your brain, of your bones. Jeremiah, 
Your word is like fire in our bones. He's changing your bones. Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? It is written. Yes, they can live if they get the baptism of the living water, which is fire. If they reject drinking in their bones, very little light, very little life, very little Christian New Covenant witness. Mostly pride. Mostly that I've arrived and I'm a legitimate offspring of Abraham, they said. We are the offspring of Abraham. We've never been slaves. They're under Roman occupation. Totally delusional by the religious spirit. Forfeited their whole inheritance. Occupied by Rome. Paying taxes to Caesar, a foreign nation, an evil dictator. And they say, we've never been slaves. And they're slaves. You're a slave to whatever you obey. So we need to become bond servants and chains to Christ in us. How about we become the slaves of the fountain of the Lamb? You need to become fountain angels. Don't think you're going to do anything for God unless you know how to drink from the fountain because it's the river that does all the works. All the other stuff is vain labor that is going to be drowned by the living waters and exposed as religious, satanic, false, horror Babylon activity. Cease from your labors and labor to enter into the rest that is written. A merry company that's not with Martha at all and doesn't have to make excuses or explain it to her. You just demonstrate life at the feet of Jesus. You get up off the feet, guess what? You go right inside his heart. It starts at his feet. You know, repentance. You know, you feel real bad for your sins. You're convicted. It doesn't stay there. Those who overcome, they're not at my feet. They will sit with me on my throne. It is written. It's a place of zero disgrace. There's no record of sin. This person used to be a prostitute. Where's the record? No record. You know, like the Holy Ghost FBI. They just shredded the records. Where's... Where is the laptop? Where's the emails of your past of being a prostitute? We're like the Holy Ghost FBI, the Holy Ghost CIA. We've burned them. We've shredded them. We've deleted the data. So there's no record of you ever being a prostitute. You are truly the queen of Israel, the bride of Christ. Amen? You need the Holy Ghost CIA in this place. You think these angels are not stronger than the realm of the natural? Listen, guys. These people need a demonstration of authority in the glory, and it will be honored. You're going to be surprised. You think, we have fear of persecution? Man, I have tested this thing on the street level for 23 years amongst murderers, amongst every type of person under the sun. The glory of God gains you favor with all men. The devils just manifest initially, but you burn through the devils because you have understanding that they're all just demon-possessed. Once you burn through the demon possession, guess what? The CIA, the FBI, and all, all flesh will serve the Lord. You know it's written in the Bible? Look, like, I don't have faith for that. We gotta kill them. Man, you're the one that's gonna die because you're an unrighteous judgment because you don't believe in God. Judgment comes first to the house of God for your faith to wash people that have never seen a demonstration of these deep things of the Spirit. These people 
can't even comprehend what we're talking about today. It's only for you, chosen disciples that have been drawn by God the Father, to grow up and water them. Give them a drink. Your only job is to give the animals drinks. The spirit and the bride say, come and drink. But they're going to poop at the well. Yes, they are. They're going to make a mess. Yes, they're going to make a mess. They're going to say all kinds of wrong stuff. They're going to bring all their baggage with them, all their problems, all their goofy stuff. The water can handle it. It'll wash many of them away and will wash many of them inside today. They don't all just come in right away. It's bad fish get thrown back into the water. They need the external water a little longer and they'll change. The water will change everything. Water is a corrosive substance. Look at the Grand Canyon. Came about by a river. If God can corrode everything in the natural realm with water, He can deal with sin in the, the soul realm with living water easily. Just keep watering people. The devil's temptation is for you to stop watering people because you've agreed with the devil about them. When you're young in the glory, this is the main temptation. To stop giving them a drink because they hurt you. And they've been mean to you. They persecuted you. You don't know how bad it is. Yes, I do know how bad it is. A lot more than you do. You give them water unconditionally or you don't get any water yourself. This is how the river flows. If you stop giving water to anyone, you don't get any living water, which means the life of Jesus, the white dove, lifts off your shoulders and flies away. If you stop loving unconditionally, the white dove ain't with you anymore. It's clearly written the word. Who is the Messiah? The one in whom the Holy Spirit remains. That means the Holy Spirit leaves if you're not walking in love. Woo! So unconditional love is how you stay in the presence of His glory, which is dealing with all your unrighteous judgment towards others, all your selfishness, all your pride, and that's where we're at in this group and in the body of Christ as a young bride of Christ, a young woman of God, which is a soul fresh into the glory. I'd say, you know, we're three, four-year-old bride, three, four-year-old soul in the glory, all the way up to a few leaders that are in their teens and a couple in their 20s. But it's very, very immature levels of glory government. But it's still divine, it's still royal, it's, but it's a royal mess. <laughs> Which is a wonderful mess. The angels clean up the mess. That's their job. You have angels with mop buckets assigned to you. And you're ashamed like an animal. You want to cover yourself like Adam and Eve with fig leaves. Let the angels wash you and clean you. If you do the angel's job, your angels won't work and you can't grow in divinity. Their job is to wash you, to clean you when you fall and make mistakes and you just misunderstand everything, apply things soulishly, get into selfishness, get into ego, get into pride, get into some deception, the devil beating you up, false light, false Holy Spirit, false Jesus, praying like pagans, all the dumb stuff adolescent Christians get into, and it's a lot. It's pretty much every spiritual sin in, in existence. When you're born again, you go through all the fallen angels as you rise, which means you'll go through all spiritual sin. You can't avoid it. Fake ones avoid it and say, not me. Oh, I've never backslid since I was born again. You're backslidden right now. 
You're in your soul right now, trying to be good in the soul is a total flipping Pharisee. Your spirit ascends through spiritual evil, your body ascends through natural evil. There's a resurrection of the living spirit and the dead flesh. And the dead resurrection is your flesh too. And it won't always be dead. That's the resurrection on a deeper level of understanding of the living and the dead. Truth anyhow. The realm of the dead always refers to the realm of flesh and blood in the Bible. And that realm is getting resurrected with the realm of the Holy Ghost in your bellies. Your spirit rises and so does the earth. That's why they fight us. Because sons of God know how to pilot a spaceship called planet earth and even though people think this stuff is far out well what do you think pyramids are what do you think pyramids are sorcerers sons of fallen angels piloting the planet that's what it is earth is a spaceship and it's not far out it's the truth anyhow the earth can be piloted by the dominion of the angelic authority Cities have elevations. Jesus Christ said, this city, will you go up into the heavens? That means it has to fly up into the heavens. You read the Bible? It has to be piloted. A city is a piloting vessel, Jesus said in the Bible. Which means whoever has the angelic authority, the spiritual authority, which was the Pharisees, and so their cities were totally cursed. The religious spirit had conquered cities and put them on into little sheep sheds called synagogues and just had control and dominion by religion pegging them onto the earth so their elevation would not go up into the heavens. They rejected the piloting of Jesus. So they had to do it outside the synagogue of people that would rise with him through his teaching called the gospel. The gospel is the resurrection of the dead, which is the raising of the temple of your body above the snake line which is above the curse. That's where you're meant to live in the realms perfected by the Spirit of Christ for your souls already. I've gone ahead of you and prepared a place for you. A place where your soul lives in perfect peace, perfect prosperity, perfect protection, a place where the enemy can't touch you. And once you understand the white eagle's nest, that place I'm describing right now, you will descend. He who ascended is also he who descended. So don't get too comfortable in the nest. You will also descend into the bowels of the red dragon and save people from hell all the time and lift them up into the eagle's nest. Are they going to stay? Most don't, know. Most don't. Most have to fall and figure it all out down below. They come around, they eat scraps. There's too much pride and stubbornness. It would, it would be perfect if everyone could grow up in the white eagle's nest. That's ideal. But men and women choose where they grow. Many grow through the school of hard knocks and demons are their teachers. That's the worst possible choice you could make in life. That's not even close to ideal. The ideal place to grow up is in the white eagle's nest. I have given you the wings of an eagle to fly far away from the red dragon. Revelation 12, it is written. Which means everyone has the option of the good, the perfect, or the acceptable. The acceptable is the ugliest path. The good is all right, but there's still a lot of sorrow and pain. Doesn't get you more rewards at all. The perfect is growing up in the glory from birth. 
which means it's always easy because it's so white and bright in here. Amen. Then you're not the end of the external realm. It appears as if it's hurting you. And Jesus had his money bag stolen from Satan for his whole ministry, the Bible says. But how many of y'all know it never hurt his feelings? He didn't take it personally. Jesus is greater than us. A lot of us still take financial thievery personally. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't. He didn't take the natural realm. He came here like a lamb to the slaughter and perfectly accomplished God's plan. He didn't take anything personally. He took his father personally. We need to know our father more because then the father will vindicate you. We still try to vindicate ourselves. You see the strange fire. Some kind of wrongdoing happens and they get all hyped up in their soul and begin saying out loud really, really boisterous things against the person hurting them. You see that? It's a lack of faith. If you were in a high elevation, you could just release a whisper. It doesn't take a loud shouting commandment. It just takes a whisper of faith. There's a place on the mountaintop where you can whisper new planetary systems into existence. It's called sowing the heavens. It's in the Bible. You can sow the heavens from the mountaintop with whispers. A silence that is a selah of perfect, thick, condensed Shekinah glory. Where nothing can fluster you, but you can completely obliterate it. He whispers and all the trees of Lebanon are split like cedars. It's not a big shout. It's not ener- It's not all this energy. It's just effortless glory, effortless authority, effortless power. Real faith, real peace. A person that knows God in a great glory. Nothing can shake them because everything that can be shaken has already been shaken in them. And you're being shaken, why? To shake the devil out of you and his influence, and his seed, and his kingdom, and his bloodline, which is the animal, the mark of the beast, which is your name on your forehead instead of the name of Jesus Christ on your forehead. You living in your head for you, or you living in your head for Jesus? That's what kingdom you're a part of right now. What name is written on your forehead? Come on now, it's written in the Word. Where is your soul directed towards? Christ in you. Amen. The kingdom of heaven within you is what we're living for. So our mind is progressively renewed to the power and the authority, not of soul, like a pagan Babylon, but of spirit of Jesus always on the throne, and you can't even help him. You can't help him. You can go to him, and he can be himself through your body, and you can be a temple of him, but you're not going to add one thing to him ever for all eternity and just deal with it because it's all pride. That's what the fallen angel activity is. You are an addition to the perfection of God. You are so special, Lucifer. The I am's of Satan. What about the I am of God? The I am of God's not enough. I also need the I am's of me. I'm special. I'm gifted. God's special messenger. God's appointed end times prophet. My, my destiny is so great. Without me, God would probably lose his kingdom. We think things like this and we need to really laugh about it because it's totally false and it's a immaturity in dealing with destiny that we need to deal with in this group because it's a yielding to Jesus's perfection that is his perfection through you that gets it done hallelujah and you say without me it all fall apart 
No, that's not true. John the Baptist says, out of these rocks, I've raised new ones. If any of you fail, someone else would come behind you. Guaranteed. It's written in the Word. So, it's on autopilot. It's God's Word. Now, you, we don't want destruction because of ignorance and disobedience. We want you to yield to the Word, word and become vessels of the Gospel. So the gospel is a volunteer to the king's power. Psalms 110 is about Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If you come in with all this stuff, like I have a, a worship leadership gift, and you're telling Jesus about all your gifts, you're telling Jesus how good you are, all this stuff, and it's like, well, why do you even need me? You're so awesome. I don't even have any room to be God inside that body. See, that's what the problem is, is we're full of our own goodness and haven't made room for the glory which is true goodness which is the warfare of light versus light false versus true we're still full of me and you and in the good parts of us are the greatest demonic influence that's where you're fully filled with Jezebel Jezebel is principality of pride it's a principality of pride and it's when the soul is full of the goodness of the covenant religion, a woman who calls herself a prophetess, which is the soul calling itself a prophet. Woman is always in revelation in the prophetic speech of wisdom, soul. So that woman calls herself a prophetess. It's the soul saying it's divine. You understand? That's what the principality you're warring against and haven't overcome yet is clearly. So, you have to come out of soul divinity, which is your false righteousness, your false divinity, and humble yourself into your spirit where the throne of Jesus is. I stand at the door of first love. First love is the immortal spirit. The Bible says that's where he's standing. Revelation 3.20. I stand in your spirit, in the first love gate. That's the gate to the Garden of Eden. That's the gate to the promised land. It's in the believer's belly. Out of your belly will flow the rivers of the Garden of Eden. John 7:38. The rivers of Eden that outflowed through the first love gate flowed through Adam and Eve's spirit. And when their brain shut it down and they filled their soul with the knowledge of good and evil, they no longer released heaven to earth. Eden was gone. They were sealed out of the spirit, their own spirit, which was the gates of Zion, the gates of Eden. Now Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you have a clean conscience to enter into Christ in your spirit, original design in the Garden of Eden. And now you can walk with him amongst the seven golden lampstands, which is live in the illumination of the seven spirits of God in your belly, in the spirit. How deep can you go in your own spirit? Infinite depths. That will be the measure of your brightness and the conquering of that woman who calls herself a prophet but is not. But for those who overcome her, I give them the morning star, Revelation 2, it is written. Which means you come out of the false light of the Christianity of soul, which is all Jezebel. Which is a, a Satan, one of the Satans. It's a fallen uh, archangel. This is a fallen archangel that blocks this gate and has a counterfeit signs and wonders, charismatic glory, BS, 
in the heart. And once you overcome that woman, which is that soulishness, then you get the real deal of the light of Jesus lower than your hearts. To them who overcome her, her, I will give the morning star. It is written. Revelation 2, which is now you're into true light. In that place, it's the discovery of the glory. And only in that discovery, lower than the woman who calls herself a prophet. Lower than the soul that calls itself inspired. Calling the soul inspired is blasphemy. And that blasphemy is forgiven because you guys have all done it a thousand times. That the soul is God. I've heard from God. If you don't believe me, God's going to kill you. And it's, it's all soul. And sometimes it does. And you do kill people as Christian sorcerers. A lot of you have murdered. A lot of you in this room have even murdered people, but you're forgiven as murderers. Remember, Peter, as a young believer, three years discipled in the glory of Christ, was still taking out his sword and trying to kill people through the head in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was still a cold-blooded murderer. Jesus said, put your sword away. Should I not drink the cup that my Father has given me? And he healed the sinner. And he healed the person trying to harm him. You do not have the things of God in mind, Peter, but of soul. That's the false prophet. That's the influence of Jezebel. It's the influence of the fallen angels doing good in the heart. Few have ever overcome it. We're going to overcome it. We're going to expose it. We're going to cut through it. We're going to get out of the woman. Come out of her, my people. It is written. Her, my people. What is her? Come out of human blood. Come out of soul into the below, which is the spring of the water of life. And the great shepherd shall lead them, which is this is the only place that the true shepherd, Jesus, the spirit word, the rhema word, king of kings and lord of lords, will lead you. Because it's the only place he is. Everyone else is so goofy and lost right now. They've killed themselves on politics. They've gone completely mad. What they've done is actually exposed their actual level of spiritual intelligence and maturity by how God inside minded or not they are because they're living out of the soul. Living out of her. They're in her. What is her? House of every unclean spirit. You can go lower than the house of the soul. You can come out of all those unclean spirits and not be affected by the fallen angels anymore. Amen? That's where we're going. The promised land, which is zero demonic influence, which means zero soulishness. That's what white garments are. White garments is that there's no soulish covering for your new creature as a new spirit in Christ. That there's no heart or brain or human blood covering the spirit. That's what marriage garments, the white linen of the overcomers and the righteous acts of the saints. It's the external realm covering your spirit. It is now totally transformed by you knowing, yadayin, intimate revelation with Jesus in your spirit. Those who know me will do great exploits, which is wear white garments. White garments is the righteous acts of the saints, which is your chapters in the book of Acts in this generation. 
when you get your clothing correct, which means the soul totally transformed, renewed, purified by Christ in your spirit, going into the spirit. You're not going to be in the spirit all the time. When you're young in the Lord, you're not. You'll go in and out of the gates of your spirit until you're a disciple of the spirit and you never leave the river. John the Baptist wasn't always in the river. He grew into being always in the river. Truth anyhow. He would go to the river. He'd still go to synagogue. You know, his parents are priests at the temple. He was a young man. He was a child. He grew in the river until he was a constant witness of the spirit of Elijah, the river of life. Which means the river of life, your spirit, you'll go in and out when you're younger in the Lord. You might visit once a week. You might have a good day, a bad day. You might have ups and downs, inconsistency. Everyone does. No one has ever been perfect except Jesus. And Jesus is training you in his perfection, which is his living waters within. How to keep your soul baptized so that you're always out of that woman, Jezebel, which is soulish spirituality of Christianity. Hello? That is a big truth anyhow. That is, the, that is the wisdom we need for this next level of victory amongst these overcomers. We're still overcoming stuff, and it just exposes the stuff that you need to overcome, and the energy of grace is with your spirit. These words empower your spirit to deal with this stuff in the temple, to fortify the temple in a greater glory, a greater living water release, a greater grace. There's always more grace, guys. There's grace until you have favor with your enemies and they bring you a gift, Proverbs says. There's, there is a grace where you nobody dislikes you. So we need to grow in a lot more grace. A lot of people don't like us. But all the enemies, where are your enemies? Grace removed them all. They are not here anymore, Lord. And then Jesus said, well, I don't accuse you. I'm not your enemy. Go and sin no more, lest something even worse happen to you. Which means Jesus imparted grace and mercy and conviction. Now he's like, walk in my word, walk in my ways. Here's grace, walk in it. He gave her a drink of living water. And there's a cup and I bet she screwed up a few times and went back to grace because people do that. No one's perfect after they're born again. Truth anyhow, Jesus was perfect after he was born again. And if he wasn't born again, you can't be because he is the way, the truth, and the life. There's not one thing you have access to unless Jesus did it. Which means there's no salvation unless Jesus was saved by his Father. That's why John the Baptist had to baptize him. Jesus got born again. He went from human being to new creature in the Holy Ghost. True Vinia. And then he grew in power and grew in the resurrection from the dead until he was the full manifestation of the glory of the Father. But the Bible says he was not that at age 30, but he was that at age 33. He was growing in the God-inside-mindedness of his Father's glory as a temple until he was the fullness of deity in bodily form. Truth anyhow, 
doesn't mean he sinned. It just means he grew in wisdom and favor, the Bible says. He grew this, his spirit in light until his light was the exact radiance of the Father. And then the Father snatched him back up into heaven, poured that light into our hearts, and now told us, you too come into that same manifestation of that same measure of light, which is the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So let your light shine before all men that they would see your good works and glorify, be totally filled with light by your Father in heaven. It's light wars. Amen? And your spirit has the ability to be brighter than the noonday sun. Your spirit is already mixing with the light of the sun. That's what's changing the natural realm. That's why things get better as you go from glory to glory, which is spiritual light to spiritual light, because it mixes with sunlight. It mixes with DNA, which is sunlight. It mixes with the sky. It mixes with everything in the natural realm and transforms it. Your glory light is metamorphosizing creation already. Right before your eyes. As your eyes metamorphosize, so do the sun, so do the moon, so does the sky and the clouds, so do all the earth and the all of the rivers and all the animals. Your change is the world's change, for the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, all creation longs for the revealing of God's sons so that they can be saved. They're not saved unless we grow up. And this is all the teaching of growing up today so that we can save creation, which is the saving of our souls by yielding them to our spirit and having intimacy with the spirit of Jesus Christ in the holy place. It's right inside your belly. Amen. And don't yield to any external pressure. You can live in the cave and enjoy the cave in there and glorify it into an interior mansion. And it will automatically overflow at God's appointed time. Do not awaken love into the appointed time, which means do not pull the light of the glory of their spirit out of their body until it's overflowing. Otherwise, you pull light out and it won't be strong enough. It'd just be this thin light because their spirit doesn't have enough stature to stand up against the fallen angels. You let that spirit just brood in there, enjoy God on the inside and just let their spirit get so strong so when it comes out, it stays out. Popped out love. Amen? Who comes out of the temple? The Ark of the Covenant came out of the temple. The throne of Jesus. And guess who's seated on it? You are. You are on the inside now, written on your forehead, right on the outside. And his face shone like an angel because the spirit was on the outside through the pressure of the murder of the Pharisees. Sometimes external pressure revealed just two-year-olds in the glory right on the outside. But you come to a place where there's no pressure and you're wide open heavens. You can enjoy yourself in the body as much as you want in God's glory. You were created to enjoy God. That God's will for your life is to enjoy Him. To walk with Him in the coolness of the day. Most important thing today, did you have fun with God? Did you enjoy God today? Get all the performance demons, religious demons, expectations of others, the looks demons, appearance demons. Appearance demons are what tempted them that this external goodness 
was better than internal goodness of simply enjoying God. Living in the land of delight, which is the Hebrew word Eden. Just delighting in God. Well, isn't there something more? That something more is what causes you to lose the glory. Get out into that something more realm where you can't just enjoy God, marry a Bethany. You know, this portion won't be taken from her. You need to do some works. You need to be like Mother Teresa. When was the last time that you, you hurt yourself helping people and, and suffered by throwing yourself into the fire but have not love? You know? When was the last time you practiced phileo with the false Christians? You're a terrible Christian. You know, they call, they call Jesus a terrible Jew. It's the same demons that killed Jesus that are attacking the grace of the Lord Jesus in you. Attack back. That's why your angel has a sword. But don't sin in your anger. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the enemy a foothold. It is written. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Glory. In him was life, and the life was light. Yeah. And he is the light of all men. Jesus, the bright morning star. And we've come to know him in our spirit. We've come to walk in true light, revelatory light, prophetic light. It has illuminated the word of God, our whole path. Your word is a light into my path a lamp unto my feet amen we want to get this path so bright that no one walks down any other path they got false light on these other paths and everyone thinks they're doing God's will and walking in the path of the Lord some are some are you'll know them by their fruit if they have tremendous wisdom and revelation living as angels and not as men Amen? Very rare. But we want to illuminate this one path. You know, there's going to be a time ahead where the prophetic is so mature that it just looks like one river as one path. This is the way. Walk in it. It is written. Show us the way and we will walk in it. We have to show them the river of the Word of God and the Spirit of God as light, as Shekinah. They have to feel it. The soul must feel it. The soul must be intoxicated on the new wine. The soul must be drunk with love. It must feel the glory. You need a baptism of the glory's feeling to feel the glory in His presence, His fullness of joy. Amen. And then people just feel this path and they just go up and as you feel it, usually your feeling is glorified. Later on you get vision. That's why I walk by faith, not by sight. Faith, you can feel faith because it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means you'll feel the glory. Your feeler gets activated because your heart can feel it before your head can see it. Later on, you'll understand in your head as you feel it in your heart and you just rise, 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 and now your mind's renewed. Now you're going to see the glory because your heart's so pure and you've been lifted up walking in faith for a while. You come to a place of maturity where you see angels, where you see signs and wonders. You see the evidence of faith. You begin to see the kingdom. You begin to see all the good fruit. You begin to see into the future for people. You begin to mature in the prophetic. You begin to be wise to give counsel to others and encourage them in the way in which they should go. So when they're older, they won't depart from it. In Amplified Classic, it says, in the gift of God, which is knowing what they're talented in, yeah. seeing the child and what part of the body they are to be, yeah. 
you're supposed to be an electrician. So at four years old, we give him a bunch of batteries. You know, stuff like, you know, it's not all just raising him up to be the high priest. It's wisdom. God has given many gifts to people. It's true. There are angels of every type of work in heaven, and your spirit is as angelic as the angels. Wisdom understands the gift given to the spirit and developing that gift in the spirit from in utero. Raised in Zion is raised in your spiritual gifting from the belly, from the womb. John the Baptist was raised in his gifting, the Bible says. So we're, we're going to learn how to raise everyone in their gifting and everyone in a different gifting. Some will overlap. Some will be similar. Many will be priests, 12 tribes of new Israel, spirit Israel. But there will be a development. What matures the person is the, the eternal gifting of the spirit. I have a preaching and teaching gifting. And so I use it every day in my gifting, in my office, and it matures me as I obey the gift of God every day. Trozania, find what you're gifted in, in your spirit, and mature in it, and you will glorify your part in the body, which will bring more glory into the whole body because you're operating and functioning in who God created you to be. Don't try to be someone else. It's not even about trying to be me. You can follow me as I follow Christ and be who God created you to be in your spirit, in your own unique gifting. Because everyone here has different gifts. And they're only functioning if you have an understanding in your spirit of what needs to grow up, of what's been given to you from God. Truth in you. Just break off the molds, all the judgments of your mind towards yourself and others. I don't know what gifting. You will know as you burn in the fire. That's what toddlerhood in the glory is, is finding who God created you to be. It's puberty. You're discovering the new creature. Who am I in Christ? Oh my gosh, he has created me the best creator of Instagram memes. I'm a memer. Oh boy, there's a lot of glory on memes. You know, technical skills, all kinds of gifting skills. He's created you the the ultra barista, and you might start out in the days of small beginnings where I can't even create froth. And my coffee is disgusting. It's people literally spit it out of their mouth after they drink it. But that's your gift. But there's a blockage in the soul. So unless the gift falls down in the spirit and dies, it can't get into the perfection of the divine of your spirit. So all your spiritual gifts are in your spirit. But it's through failure that you fall seven times into your spirit and find the real gifting through death with Christ on the cross. Not through success, through the failure of the soul into the success of the spirit. Only the spirit part of you has eternal success. Holy Ghost will tear down all the other houses that you've built in the soul. And unless you're around a prophetic ministry that tears down, you can't be built up in spirit. But we're going to learn these things in the days ahead, what real maturity is. Tearing down and building up, not just building up. you got to tear down all the false of the soul's ability into the, all the true of the spirit's ability. And then you'll be excellent in the spirit of Daniel. 
Then you'll be honored amongst kings. Someone skilled in their work will not work in low places, but the highest places. Why? Because they discovered the gift of God like the goldsmiths of Moses, and they found that in the gold of their spirit. When you're operating in the excellence of who God created you to be, you become the best at it and nothing can stop you. That's what you need to discover. That's your destiny. And every one of you go after it with all your heart because that's who God created you to be. In Jesus' name. Then you'll be totally fulfilled, completely blessed. No area of your life will know lack. And if there's confusion, it burns away when you find the gifting within you. The gift of God in you. And I pray for an activation of the gift of God inside every one of your spirits. And all the blockages in your souls, I pray they get burnt up and swallowed up in victory down into your bowels where your immortal spirit dwells in your bellies. And there be an unlocking in your bowels of the eternal gift of God of who God the Father created your spirit to be. And all the false coverings, all the false clothings, all the expectations of men and women and family would burn off your soul into your spirit and glorify your spirit in the family of God, in the job that God has given you as an angelic spirit being in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you Lord for doing it. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Go ahead. Give the biggest offering of your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Glory. It's not really worship. Not gonna worship like someone else. Gonna worship you like I know how to. Even if it sounds kind of weird. Even if it looks kind of different. And even if it feels kind of funny. That's that's kind of, I like that. Even if it's done, I'm a doobah. Boomer, I'm a deep, now I do bow. Boomer, I'm a deep, I do doobah. Boomer, Even if it feels kind of weird. Even if it looks kind of different. Even if it feels kind of funny, it's my worship. And even if it looks kind of different. Even if it feels kind of weird. Even if it feels kind of funny, it's my worship. I worship you like I know how to. I worship you, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I worship you like I know how 
worship you That's what I do Even if it looks kind of different Even if it feels kind of weird Even if it feels kind of funny It's my worship to you even if it looks kind of different oh, Even if it feels kind of weird Sometimes even if it looks kind of funny It's my worship I worship you Like I know how to I worship you That's what I do It's all about you. Yeah. Cause worship is not about me and how I feel, how I look, how it may seem. Worship is about the way that God is to me. I come with an offering. I come with a sacrifice of praise. Cause you're worth it all, you're worth it all. It's all about Jesus, 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 the beauty that I know, yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, sweetest name I know. Sometimes you just gotta be weird and be crazy. being normal. <laughs> what we look like in our bedrooms, God. What we look in our homes. How we feel when we're driving in our car. What we sound like then is what we want to sound like now. We want to be free, free to be in the shower, in the bathroom, fixing our hair, getting ready to go to church. What's it going to sound like when I get to church? Is it going to sound any different? Am I going to be any different? I don't think so, because I worship you like I know how to. May look a little funny, may look a little different, but I don't care. I worship you like I know how to. I worship you, that's what I do, yeah. I worship you like I know I worship you, that's what I do, I worship you.